Welcome along to a very special emergency episode of NBL Now. Derek Rucker, Jack Heverin, Damon Lowry with the news released just moments ago that CJ Bruton and the Adelaide 36ers are parting ways by mutual agreement. The statement reads that we thank CJ for his tireless efforts both on and off the court, but we believe it's time to go in a new direction. Words from the Sixers CEO, Nick Barbato, and the 36ers would like to thank CJ for his time at the club and wish him and his family all the best for future endeavours. CJ finishes with a record of 27-40 and 40 over 67 games. Gentlemen, welcome to both of you. First reactions. Wow. Just um, as we said earlier, whenever Rollins was going through their coaching change, that we don't advocate or like to see any head coach or player lose their job. Because here I am, Jack, Derek, in the real world. And I know how precious those jobs are. So that's my first reaction is sad to see CJ go, somebody who I respect as a person, as a player. Um, but yeah, NBL 24, you got to get results. Well, I hate the timing of it. Coming off of the uh, the tough road trip that we've talked about quite a bit, we understand mistakes were made. But I just feel like you let him get through this holiday period, Damon, and see if he has the ability to turn it around. They're currently at 4-9. You give him another four or five games. If he turns it around, you're in a good position, and you've got a quality person and a promising coach still in the mix. Now you're really rolling the dice, and things could get really bad if if the new interim coach, Scott Nennis, isn't able to stabilize the troops. Damon, what did you think of the timing, to Derek's point? Same. As soon as Nick Barbato, the CEO, came out and said, CJ has, just two days ago now, he said CJ has a contract to the end of the season. That's the kiss of death. As soon as he said that, I figured, here comes some shenanigans. Now, obviously, that weekend was horrific on all accounts. But like you say, Derek, this is the time that they've got a, they got a home game coming up. This is the time to see if they can resurrect, dig themselves out of a bit of a hole. I also don't like the timing. And Scott Nunes, my old assistant coach from Townsville, he's an Adelaide guy. I'm not sure if he's I'm not sure if he's the one. I mean, head coach experience, none. To to my knowledge, he might have entered before. I'm not I can't remember. So I think it's just messy right now. It's starting to turn into a bit of a circus. And that's disrespectful to services. From a human perspective, Jack, you know how you, you're getting to know me really well. And I just don't like it. Like, yep, things may not be going well professionally, but doing this right as we enter the holiday period sits really nastily with me. And, you know, I just think to be successful as a professional in whatever you do, you know, you've got to be in touch with humanity, and I, I hate all of that. It's going to be a really awkward time now for CJ and his family. They'll be fine. They'll work it out. But again, the timing isn't great for me. I realize they're probably desperate, and you just can't make these types of decisions when you're desperate, and you really don't have a great viable alternative ready to go right away. I've said it many times, Jack. You don't break up with your girlfriend until you got another one ready to go. <laughs> yeah, that's never a truer word spoken from Derek Rucker's life experience right there. Hey, a, a part of it that I think is really interesting, Olgan Yulich just dropping on ESPN.com.au as we speak, 
and as we go to record this this morning, that but the, the crux of it is that CJ lost the locker room after the Tasmania loss on the weekend. Uh, and secondary to that, more frustration was growing towards assistant coach Craig Simpson as well. It is part of that move potentially that the players have spoken to Nick Babato and the executives at the Adelaide 36ers and said, we, we, we just can't play for this guy anymore? Can you come back from that? Well, maybe that's the case. And Damon, we've been in these situations before. And you played for one of the, the toughest coaches in NBL history in Brendan Joyce. And okay, if that's the case, again, we don't know all the inner workings of how things were getting down in Adelaide. But if there was a complaint from the playing group, hopefully they gave CJ a chance to face everyone, um, not necessarily confront, but address it with the group. And then hopefully was given a chance to remedy any problems or concerns that the playing group or the front office or ownership had. Now, if they didn't allow him that, then then that's that's tough. And then they just made the decision, nope, we want this guy out of here. If you let the players start making decisions, you're asking for trouble. And this particular playing group don't have any moral ground to stand on as far as I'm concerned, the way they've been playing all season. I'm not valuing their opinion based on their performances. Now, let's go back to when DJ Vasiljevic just first joined the team. Apparently, he calls a press conference, press conference, sorry, he calls a team meeting within days of being there. I thought that was strange. They came out and competed and then had a win in the next game. But I just thought that was odd for a playing group to let a new guy come in and call a team meeting. You know, you're not even on the team. Yeah, you just got here. So I'm just thinking, the way things have been going with that group, the locker room, it looks it looks shaky already. I look at him on the sideline, and Craig Simpson is attached to CJ like a Siamese twin every time he gets up. I never see Scott Nittis getting up. I never see him even in the screen. So why is it why is Nittis the, the interim assistant and not Craig? I just think it's all a big mess, and more is gonna come out as we as this thing moves forward. Well, more directly on the Craig Simpson thing. So I think CJ must accept some accountability for not putting any assistant coach, but in particular Simpson, in the box and be like, yo, my man, when we're on the sidelines in game, here is your role. I am I am the face of this coaching staff. Hell, I am one of the legends of this league. We will we will live and die by my decisions and my facade or how I lead this franchise, not you. Sit down, do what you're do what you're instructed to do, and do what your role is. But you're right, damn it. Every time I looked over there, my man was in CJ's ear, and I just don't know. It just didn't look right to me uh, at all, Jack. Do you think that his presence? And we're only going off what we see on game day, obviously on TV and when we're courtside. We don't know what happens during the week, but do you think his presence was destabilizing? Jack, forget about all that. Well, we don't know. I've heard enough that his presence was destabilizing and is destabilizing during the week. You know, anytime, and I'm not saying it was intent. Maybe it's not intent. Maybe it's just uh, his character where he feels he needs to always inject something, Damon. We've all had that type of assistant coach. And they might think, he might think that he's doing what's required of him, what the right thing is, what's going to get him uh, to be a valuable piece of that franchise. But 
it just never looked good to me. And as I said, from, from reports I've heard down in Adelaide, it wasn't a constructive type of input away from the game environment. And CJ, the, the criticism, like obviously we both played against CJ. We know what kind of war he was as a player. As a coach, he's got to take responsibility. Just like Jacob Jacobus has to take responsibility, it is your team. It's your shop. If you let guys get out of hand, if you can't put guys, get them to not only understand their role, but to carry out their role, that ultimately falls on CJ's leadership. There's no other way to, to, to say that. And CJ, I always felt, was might have been too trusting. Expect people to be warriors. Expect players to, why wouldn't you play hard? Why wouldn't you do this? Like, as a player, CJ would do that. And then I think he's, this era, you got some different personalities, some different values on some different guys. All of a sudden, you got all those big guys to play hard. It never, that, that never should be the case. And then even with assistant coaches, you should, you shouldn't have, no way any of Brendan Joyce's assistant coaches would have had him in a headlock telling him what should be happening on the court. It was just not, it just wasn't going to happen. So I think CJ let a little bit of that get way too out of control and all that snowballed. So I guess it's about what happens next for Adelaide. Scott Ninnis comes in as a, as the interim coach for the remainder of the season. And we wish Scott all the best. He's a, a, a legend of the Adelaide 36ers outfit and, and just a hell of a nice guy. But I don't think it's unfair to say that Scott's probably not the, un, the, the long-term solution. So who is? Because management have made this call, and it's a pretty savage one. They've got a chance to get very proactive very quickly here. What should they do? Well, the obvious name, Dame, is going to be Trevor Gleason. That's going to be tossed around. We understand how great Trevor is as a coach. Um, he's making some headway into the commentary game, which is great to see. But we know where he wants to be. Now, look, he is a high-priced commodity, deservedly so. Is Adelaide willing to spend that type of coin when they weren't willing to go out and get CJ and import? And that's a that's a point though where I I'm in CJ's corner. He never had a full roster. They went out they went out and got DJ, which is great. You sign him, but they still had room for that extra piece. And I just feel, Damon, what team can compete at a high level? running either short of a marquee player or running short of an import player. Exactly. I'm with you. As soon as the Blitz, they, they made the move on Jamal Franklin at the Blitz. They had ample time. In that same time frame, the New Zealand Breakers went out and got got import replacements. Yeah. So CJ, you're right. He didn't, they didn't open up the checkbook for him properly. Now let's look at the previous coaches this franchise has had. They've had Connor Henry, They've had my man in, in Canberra, the, um, Marty Clark, who coached Giddy. Sorry, exactly, Marty Clark. They haven't had that marquee guy, that guy that comes in and demands respect from everybody involved, the entire front office ownership. If Trevor Gleason comes in, he's a guy who will, there will be no questions asked about who's the leader of this franchise. So I think Trevor is the way you go if you can get him, if you can convince him to not take the the overseas money, and then Trevor will make sure he got the pieces right. So, Derek, do you need to be bold here? If we're just talking about Trevor for a second, do you need to be bold and offer, you know, the, the money obviously we're not privy to, but are we talking a four- or five-year deal here to, to get Trevor Gleeson? Is that what needs to be done? 
Jack, I said it a couple of weeks ago in the Melbourne United Sydney Kings game. I said, go out and pay overs for your coach. If you can get a high-level coach, it is worth the extra spend. It is worth that expenditure because he's going to get you three or four games on his own per season. And if you're chopping and changing, and trying to get this person, trying to get that, and it, it's never going to work out. And Adelaide appear to be in a cycle of short-term decision-making, compromising the future. They need to get to a model of sustainability and excellence over a long period of time. Now, that road to get there is going to be bumpy, but they need to start a gradual ascent in that direction. And if Trevor Gleason's not the guy, well, maybe, just maybe, you go back and find the guy who's the perfect fit. You get the guy who's the perfect fit for Adelaide, and that was Joey Wright. I don't know if that can be rebuilt, Jack. I don't know. But all the time you hear me talking about coaching fits, and Joey Wright fits there. I don't know if he has any interest whatsoever, but I, I don't know. I was wondering how long it was going to take before Joey's name came out. I was, I was holding back. But we all know the, the body of work that that man who put in that club, Joey. And Joey also is that same guy who will not tolerate any BS of any kind. No politics, no player thinking they entitled, none of that kind of stuff. Imagine the players that might come back during free agency if Joey was at the helm once again. If it was me, if I was ownership, I would be going to Joey's house with a bottle of champagne, some flowers, some chocolates, and be like, hey, man, let's talk. Can I throw one more name at you that might be worth considering? Please. Modi Mayor is out of contract at the end of this season at the New Zealand Breakers and hasn't re-signed as yet. Now, I'm not trying to get Modi out of New Zealand, but I'm saying that there is a guy who, at the moment, doesn't have a contract beyond this season who we know can coach. I like it. I would absolutely ask him the question, Modi. What Modi's done with that New Zealand Breakers team, let's remember, he uprooted the entire team to live overseas for an entire season. Unprecedented. Doesn't whinge. Goes about it the right way. Got great relationships with players. Obviously can recruit imports. That would be an absolute big-time fish that I would put in that hat, absolutely. And it's interesting because when you look at those three guys we just mentioned, Gleason, Mayor, and Wright, and not to disparage CJ, but when you look at those three guys, they are going to bring honesty, direct communication, and a willingness to get all up in your grill if you're not if you're not following the game plan and clear instructions. And sometimes that's what it takes. And right now, I just think, as I said before, Adelaide, Adelaide need to find a level of discipline. Their, their defensive rating is plummeting over the past four weeks. Now they're one of the worst teams in the competition. Their shooting has been disgusting over the past two years. They shoot it poorly. Their turnover rate is, is uh, second worst in the competition. Now, you can point to CJ, but, Dane, I put a lot of those things on players. Like, knock down your shot, look after the basketball, be willing to give effort on the defensive end. That's stuff that players can control that make your coach look better. It drives me insane when players 
sit back, and then all of a sudden when there's a change come, they find this renewed enthusiasm, this renewed energy. And like, where was that? That means you quit on the last guy. So players, you guys are getting paid to show up and play. You ain't. It's not your job to be a GM. Don't try to be LeBron James, picking the players, picking the coaches. Your job is to go out there and play. And just like I said with the other Hawks, I want to keep the same energy. You should be ashamed. You just got your coach fired. Strong words, but it's a very, very interesting situation. What happens next with the Adelaide 36ers? There's opportunity, but this has come at very short notice. Gentlemen, thanks for both getting together very quickly. As always, appreciate your time on NBL Now. And watch this space, the Adelaide 36ers. We got to stop meeting like this. <laughs> Great job, guys. See you soon. Thanks for being with us on NBL Now.